some residents and local businesses. Swansea City manager Steve Cooper will be attending a fans forum tomorrow evening at Haverford West Rugby Football Club, organised by the Pembrokeshire Jack Supporters Club. The evening is a sell-out with the current manager accompanied by Chairman Trevor Birch and club ambassador Leon Britton, who will answer questions from the attendees through compare Jonathan Twig. Organiser Phil Busby stated this is the first time fans of the club have had to speak directly with the club officials for many years, many of those attending being regular travellers on the supporters bus which collects fans from around the county for each home game, and those wishing to join the Pembrokeshire Jacks can do so by contacting Phil either at Manila's Cafe in Nayland or by calling 0780 With your local sports, I'm George Twig. In the WRU Championship, Narbeth fell to a 52-6 defeat at Bargoyd, whilst Crummer also tasted defeat on the road to Gowerton. 33-7 In Division 1 West, Pembroke lost 19-15 at home to Hendy in the same division whilst Milford Haven lost 22-13 at Carmarthen in Division 2 West. Tempe United losing 13-9 Hayward Lane against T-Cross and Fishguard emerging winners 31-10 at Colleberum. Halford West won the top of the table encounter 33-21, tabletopping Pembroke Dock Quins. Bottom of the table, St David's lost Gower Battle to a Toby Hayman penalty at home to Nayland, but at least picked up their first point of the season. Narbeth Youth received a walkover in the WIU Youth Cup when Burryport failed to raise a team and in the Pembrokeshire League, Crimmock ran in nine tries to beat Whitland 61-12 and Hafford West won 20-12 against visitors Aberiron. Tembe United won 54-0 over a depleted Pembroke Dockwind side and Fishguard secured a 33 success at the Moors over Milford Haven. I'm Jonathan Twig, and you're up to date with all your latest Pembrokeshire news on Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio. See the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page.
Daniel Powter there with a bad day. Sorry, guys, I turned your mics up now for you. Uh, so, welcome back to Healthy Minds, Healthy Lives with myself and Hector. And we have uh, Tracy Olin as our very special guest today, who has agreed. She said, Please let me go by 10 o'clock, but she has agreed kindly, I will say, to stay for another 10 minutes because there was more questions that needed to be asked. So, I will stop chuntering and I'll go straight over to you guys. Okay, thank you very much. Well, you know, once again, Tracy, thank you ever so much for coming in this evening. And I like talking, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, be, that's the message, I think, from this evening, isn't it? Yes, Keep talking. absolutely. That yeah. definitely is the message. Can I ask, before you go, because I know you have, need to have some food, uh, one last question, kind of just rounding off what we've been talking about, and you've been really honest and open about your experiences of some years ago and um, kind of a, a suicide attempt and by overdose. If there's anything you, is there any kind of message that you might want to give to anybody who might now or might know somebody in a similar situation where they're feeling suicidal or feeling that desperate? Is there anything? I think if you know somebody that's feeling like that, talk to them. Mm -hmm. And if you are feeling like that, it's the L'Oreal advert, isn't it? You're worth it. Yeah. Nobody, nobody on this earth is not worth it. Every single person has something to give. Um, and don't be scared to receive. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people enjoy giving, but they hate receiving. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you just have to reach out. And by reaching out to someone, then you're going to make the person you're talking to feel good as well, because, wow, you trust me that much. Mm -hmm. So I think it's it really is important, and that's why there's this time to talk. Um, and I think it's really good because it's bringing mental health in into the open, but if you're that desperate, there is always somebody that will listen. Yes. Just find the right person mm -hmm. and go to them. For me, it would be talking to a stranger, actually, rather yes. than someone I know. And and that's okay if that's the way your brain works, mm -hmm. like mine. But I think it's best to talk to someone that you know. Yes. Go to the GP. If you're really on the cusp, go to A&E. Mm -hmm. um, but there's always, always someone. The Samaritans are there all the time. Samaritans are there all the time. We're very lucky in Pembrokeshire. We've got the likes of yourself. Yeah, uh, I go to bed at 10 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, not tonight, though. No, not tonight. Uh, we've got Get the Boys a Lift. Yeah. They're, um, I actually have started using that quite a lot recently. Um, mind, mind, of course. I was going to say mind. mind. So we are quite lucky in Pembrokeshire, yeah. and these places are around. Indeed. So, yeah. Tracy, thank you ever so much. And I think what you've done is really kind of, you know, apart from being very honest and brave, I'm hoping it's instilled some hope. I hope where, so. Where, you know, for anybody that might Tracy, be Sharon Edge says hello. Hi, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first messaging on the Facebook this evening. <laughs> hello, Sharon. Right, so if you're going, we'll let you go. I'm going to just you. play one tune just while Tracy leaves and we'll be right back in about three minutes. Okay. Thanks, bye. <laughs> Thank you very much, Tracy. You're I really, very, really very appreciate welcome. it. And I will speak to you on Wednesday. Wednesday. Thank you, Tracy. I suppose they could be true All about love And what it can do to you Highest risk of striking out The risk of getting hurt And still I have so much to
Hello and welcome back to Healthy Minds, Healthy Lives with myself and Hector. Uh, that was Fergal Sharkey with good a good heart sorry tracy has now left she's very very kind she says she only wanted to be able to about 10 to 10 buses she hadn't eaten all day she's been filming uh with pat to do stuff but i thought uh, well she thought she wanted to stay on and we're very very glad she did because that was that was amazing i thought that was a really really interesting honest open conversation wasn't it Bro? it was and, and, and do you know do we need to kind of put it in context how we know Tracy, that she is the manager, is that right, of the she, local charity patch? Yeah, she is the manager of a local charity patch. I first came across her when I worked at the crisis team and patch had just started and I took someone down to get some bedding, of all things. And they used to be in this church in Milford, this church hall, and it was Christmas time. I think it was their first Christmas. And... Um, Oh man, the building was just absolutely freezing cold. I remember being in there for like three minutes and just absolutely freezing cold. It gives you a bit of an insight into what the people who were attending the building, what were, they were living their yes. life like. Yeah, yeah. But she's been a nurse, as she said, and obviously she's tried to commit suicide. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just hit that on the head. Let's yeah. not shy away from that. And she's like we were saying in the break as far as Tracy's concerned she won't make me saying this because I've known the woman quite a long time now and we get on very, very well and we know each other. Um, just by her talking with us today, if she can help one person, then her whole journey and everything she's been through has been worth it. Yeah, and that's absolutely. generally the type of person she is. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as we were saying earlier, that was really, really kind of open, honest conversation we had there with um, with Tracy. So we've been talking this evening. Uh, well, the first half of the show has all been in conversation with uh, uh, Tracy, who um, herself went through a period where she... Um, felt so desperate and so depressed that she attempted to uh, take her own life and came through that and I think that she is kind of helping instill a, a message of kind of hope for anybody else who might be in a, in a similar situation. So we're going to look at the, the rest of the show now um, and I've, I've just got a few kind of kind of a broader conversation around uh, suicide. I've got some kind of information I've, I've uh, found from the Samaritans actually. Um, just to kind of start to put this into a, into a slightly broader context, so one of the one of the figures I'm reading that it's in terms of the research into suicides in Wales, I think in 2018, there were 349 people uh, took their own life in Wales, and of those, 252 were men. And twenty and sorry, ninety-seven were women. So, it, it, what that seems to be saying is that kind of men are, are more at risk of um, of uh, suicide than women. And and also, what I've been reading is that there's a, a, a an increasing prevalence of young people who are um, taking their own lives. So, it, 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 this is quite a kind of something that we, as we were saying earlier, we really can't shy away from when we're talking about mental health issues. And um, we would really kind of encourage anybody who's uh, in this kind of situation to really try and reach out and and ask for help if you can. And just to kind of remind people, there's so there's a number of helplines that that uh, people can use if they're feeling like they need to and they need to talk to somebody. And, and interestingly, it's often easier to talk to people completely anonymously. So, <coughs> excuse me. Some of the things I've I've got kind of made notes of Samaritans is a, is the charity, the national charity that I've been um, going for many many years, offering support on the phone and online to people who are feeling uh, desperate and suicidal. 
There's the this the um the sane helpline is a, is another helpline and i think there's the um call helpline all of these are online you can get all the information you need and they're there to help people who are feeling really really kind of uh desperate now other things that people might want to think about doing if they are feeling uh suicidal and feeling very desperate or you know somebody who is in terms of asking for help there's a number of kind of ways of kind of uh, accessing professional help as well as kind of friends or people you feel safe with or or that that care about you so we always suggest that uh, people can go to their gp however these things aren't always uh, we don't always feel desperate in in sync with um nine to five office <laughs> <No>. work <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination as we know the, those hours and the, the wee hours in the middle of the night when we're on our own can be some of the most difficult and most challenging for people so in those circumstances actually for people who are have mental health issues and are suicidal the a and e departments are a place that can offer help and support because they can offer you the, the immediate care you might need and also they can find ways of helping you get the kind of specialist mental health um, help you can get so there's the gp there's a and e um <clears throat> And I guess in, in, in most serious situations, there's the emergency services as well. Don't forget that, you know, these aren't services just for physical health, they're for mental health as well. So there's a number of places that people can uh, try and access the support and help they, they might need. And we would really encourage you to do that. And there's a, there's a, there's a couple of other kind of um, suggestions in terms of managing these situations that uh, that people have found useful so firstly what we would suggest is if you're feeling that desperate try not to and it's always try not to um try not to focus too much on the future try and focus on on the here and now because actually if you are in a crisis what what we need to be doing and thinking about is how do we get through this crisis and then when you're feeling better then start to to think about um to, to start thinking about about the future the other thing that we we often suggest is if you're feeling uh, suicidal go to what what you might think of as a safe place a place where there's going to be other people somewhere that you feel kind of safe and comfortable uh, if if you have one and try and be around other people i mean i think tracy that was definitely the kind of key message from this evening that tracy was putting across that uh, you know, reaching out and getting the help of other people is key and seemed to be key to her kind of recovery, if you like, and and her kind of maintaining well-being was reaching out to the people that we feel safe with and that we can trust, whether they're family or friends or, in uh, Tracy was saying, um, strangers or, or professionals, please do that. So the, the other thing we always suggest if in these situations is... Um, try and avoid uh, using alcohol or drugs to kind of make yourself feel better one things we one of the things we know is to be blunt about it that when we're disinhibited by uh, alcohol and and drugs uh, we 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 can become more at risk of of trying to kind of go ahead with a, an, an attempt of suicide so we really do encourage people to try and avoid any kind of substances they possibly can uh, other things to try and think about when we're, when we're feeling desperate is 
are there and sometimes this is very hard to find when we're at our most depressed is are there any enjoyable activities that we know that has given us some pleasure in the past that we could at least try and engage in just to get us through that those desperate times um and of course as as we were just saying we can um seek professional help as well so there's a number of things that we can that we would suggest that people can do to try and help themselves through these kind of uh, situations um now the the other thing that we we talk about is when because because it's not uncommon for people to experience suicidal thoughts uh, and and kind of think about those quite seriously for over a long period of time uh, and they can kind of um, peak and trough as well for people so we sometimes talk about trying to get in place what we might think of as a kind of crisis plan or a safety plan and that is that if we are have been experiencing suicidal thoughts that when we're at a, at a, a time where we might be feeling a little bit more uh, a little bit more positive a bit more stable that might be a useful time to put in place a plan for if and when you might be feeling that again so people often talk about writing down a list they might have a, a written list of um, useful contacts. You know, we mentioned Samaritans and the SANE helpline. It might be who would you turn to for help, whether again, whether that's certain professionals or friends or certain people that you know in the community, uh, and how you would make contact. So all those numbers are there. So what we're saying is actually in, in this sort of pre-plan, if you like, is that when we're at our most desperate, it's quite hard to think kind of rationally about what I'm going to do next to try and help myself. But if all these things are in place, then it's much easier to access them. And and kind of following following on from then is this idea of having what we might call a kind of crisis kit, some people call it. And that is actually similar to the plan. It's It's just putting in place certain things and ideas to easily reminders and easily access to help us through those desperate times so for example some people have talked to me about having a crisis kit where they've got specific music they might listen to that might remind them of more positive times of happier times i'll just put a little caveat on the music actually because some people can uh, well i know that i do i have done in the past and many people have said to me that when they're feeling down they kind of turn to the most melancholic music they can possibly yeah. find and the m most depressing songs. So if you are making a crisis kit, try and think of the music that reminds you of the good times, yeah, that reminds you that is positive, rather than turning to the kind of more depressing, melancholic sound And the song. thing with a crisis kit is as well, it's a dynamic thing. It's not something that you make once, mm -hmm. stick in a box and then go to. As your life progresses, you progress through more situations, good and bad, mm -hmm. as, as as we've discussed many times on this show. And so, you know, the crisis kit should evolve with yourself as you devolve and, uh, evolve, sorry, and your friends, family, if you've got kids, they evolve, your work evolves, your mm -hmm. interests evolve, then keep it updated, you know, make yeah. it current to you. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's really, really helpful, actually, Brown, because some of the things that people can put in those whether it's a, a literally a box or just a, a, a place in your house where you know this information is as i say it can be music it can be things to distract you uh tracy was saying then and we know that many people when they're feeling very very depressed 
become overwhelmed with those kind of uh, negative thoughts. So distractions like books or puzzles or anything that's going to kind of just slightly shift your way of thinking. Uh, and and people often use all sorts of kind of cues, like visual cues. Yeah. Tracy mentioned the friend who has kind of post-it notes all over the house. Yeah, and that's the which, thing. With those, what what we can call kind of positive affirmations. You know, we use statements about ourselves that are good and positive and uh, helpful. Uh, and, well, uh, and as promised, the, the old thing of um, is it a fact or a feeling? I mean, they've changed it slightly now. Mm-hmm. To but but again, that I think Tracy was touching on that, not in kind of maybe such a clinical mm-hmm. uh, terminology. But her dad said to her, "Why do you think everyone's looking at you?" And she mm-hmm. said it was a penny drop moment for her. Yeah. Well, actually, they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, so we need to take a step back a little bit and think. Right, I'm having these thoughts. I'm having this feeling. But mm-hmm. is it actually happening, or is mm-hmm. it? Is it in me? Yeah, no, absolutely. Because I, th- I think um, Tracy and I were kind of uh, talking a little bit about that earlier, that uh, quite often those thoughts uh, seem overwhelming, of course, but they that, that we then treat them as if they're a truth. So those particularly unhelpful negative thoughts, you know, that Tracy mentioned of uh, I'm, I'm no good or I'm useless or what's the point, really they are just a thought. They're, they're not facts. No, they're not. There's, and there rarely is there evidence to support any of those kind of things. So it's kind of um, back to the, the idea of the crisis. As, as Bram was saying, it's kind of a dynamic thing because some of those visual cues and reminders of reasons to kind of live and to to keep going, you know, could be reminders of people, places, experiences, our dreams for the future, and they can be all... Um, in in different ways they might be photographs and of course as you were saying Bram those things kind of change and evolve over time as our aspirations change and our dreams change and our family dynamics for example change you know uh, Tracy mentioned the the dog so you know you might get a new (laughs) pet or you might have more children or you might have grandchildren so those things that remind us of the of the good stuff and the positives uh, will always change over time so one of the things, you know, going back to what I mentioned earlier, the, the protective factors, these are the things that give us a reason to kind of keep going. Having those in, in this crisis kit can be really, really useful thing because it's there, it's immediate, it's accessible. It kind of brings us back into reminding ourselves of what is it that's, that's useful, uh, what is it that we want to be kind of carrying on for. So those are some of the things that we might suggest if people are feeling really, really desperate. And don't forget, this is also for, pe- for anybody who's listening or, or 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 people out there that may know somebody who's in this kind of situation that they yeah. can actually offer this kind of help and support to them as well. So there's a you know there's a num- number of things that people can do to to try and help. There are indeed, yes. And Tracy was very good, and we were not saying that Tracy is the oracle on this subject, you know. Um, but experience does take you so far. Yeah, I, and I think one of the things that was kind of uh, saying a lot about Tracy, obviously, I think it's just that being honest and open about this subject, as we said earlier, can be a bit scary. But to have somebody as kind of inspiring as that, who's been there, willing to talk about it, and come through the other end into kind of, you know, a very positive and productive life. I mean, you know, just look at the work she does with the, with the, the yeah. Patch Charity. I mean, that's such a productive way of, you know, 
engaging with the world that I think it's, it's kind of inspiration in many ways. It totally is. What did it for me, though, I think the comment that and it hit me in the room when, in, in the green room when we were chatting uh, previous to the show uh, was, was the story she said, and she said, I just held her and cried. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, for me, um, just kind of, yeah, said and done, actually, actually, it is okay to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know what to say in, in these situations. Someone has bad news for mm. you or something that is out of your comfort zone. What do you say? You don't know what to say. But I think that just hit, that just was a bit of a bit of an epiphany for me, a bit of a clang moment. You know, well, hang on yeah. a minute, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Just in that moment, bit of emotion, feeling the same. I don't know what to do, but I can just give you what I've got. Yeah, Absolutely. I think that I think probably the most important thing is to say or do do something rather than just ignore it. Yeah, I couldn't cross the road and just just go to the other side. No. no. You, yeah, I think um well, you know, the way our conversations go in these shows uh, Bram is that it seems that quite often we'll bring ourselves into them because we just can't help it. <laughs> and and it's part of it's part <laughs> of our experience. But I certainly know for myself from kind of bereavements that I've experienced, you know, within my family that actually just somebody acknowledging it is comforting. Yeah, I mean, you they, know, just somebody saying, "Hey, I'm sorry to hear about." Yeah, that. I don't like the word, but I know in some of the therapists they use the word validation. Mm-hmm. I don't actually like that word for it, but but it, it it's true. Mm. You know, even even I've gone off tact a little bit. Shocking, Bram's going off 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 piece a little bit. But even something I was working really hard on the house, and my my wife just validated me. She said, "Man, you do work hard, don't mm. you?" You know, and this is my days off, and just having that validation just made. Yeah. I, instead of me throwing my tools around, it just me. oh, well, actually, someone's actually appreciated this. Yeah. It's made life a lot easier. And do you think, you know, kind of bringing it back to the, to the, to the bereavement, as we were talking more generally around kind of suicide, that actually um, it, it, it's just somebody noticing and bothering. I can't say it on the air, but it's someone giving a... Yeah. That's, giving that's, a hoot. Giving a hoot, that's what it is. Going to cut to a little bit of music, if that's okay. right with you over there. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and we'll be right back with more Healthy Minds, Healthy Lives. Uh, if you do want to join in, we would be very grateful for anything that you would like to say. Um, because I just think we've we've managed to open that can now. Mm-hmm. We've bludgeoned it. We're not scared of saying it anymore. And uh, time's running out. So, like, you know, I just feel a bit... Um, I'd like to keep this going if a little bit longer. If anyone is out there and would like to share, please jump on the Facebook and or ring us. Uh, you can ring us on 01437 764455 or you can even email us studio at purestradio.com or jump on the text message. I'll check it on the machine in a minute, 60777. But please remember to start your message with PWR. If you want to remain anonymous, we will keep it anonymous. Not a problem. Nights on the beach, walking always silent, never talking, then you call my name, and I know inside I loved you, sail away, I miss you more until you see the shore, there I will be waiting,
And welcome back to Healthy Minds, Healthy Lives with myself and Hector. That was T-Rex there with Bang Get It On. Before that, a bit of black coffee, which I think we could all do with here in the studio just to keep us a little perked up by all saints there. So, Hector, how are we doing over there? We're doing well. We're doing well. I think um, tonight has been a really interesting show. We've had a really, really interesting conversation with uh, Tracy in, early on in the show. I think we've... Um, kind of trying to highlight the uh, the kind of prevalence of, of suicide and it, it really is a kind of uh, um, a big big problem throughout the UK and then we sort of talked about uh, 349 people are 
have committed suicide in Wales uh, last year. So it really is a big problem. And I think uh, one of the things we've been trying to do tonight is actually just kind of shy away from the taboo of talking about these kind of things to actually get it out in the open. And that's what we've really uh, always wanted to do in this show, isn't it? To actually... Um, just start to have these honest open conversations about mental health issues but just just kind of moving on talking slightly uh on, on a slightly broader topic as we come towards the end of the show one of the things i wanted to mention is that uh the, an, another local charity in pembrokeshire the paul sartori um that they uh have been and i haven't double checked this but they have been uh an advertise running a um uh, a kind of therapy group if you like counseling group for bereaved people uh by suicide so people have been bereaved by suicide so that's at uh, paul sartori in haverford west um and then kind of uh, slightly more broadly we were talking about the kind of crisis kit earlier and and some of the things you can kind of have in that or think about that and one of the things i was just kind of thinking about is what can be really helpful for our kind of um our kind of well-being if you like is uh having kind of what they call positive future events so actually planning r positive things to kind of look forward to it gives a kind of a, a focus for the future a positive focus it kind of it can be quite energizing it can give us a kind of landmark to work towards and it you know these things don't have to be, you know, a massive, um, you know, a massive big event. You know, it doesn't have to be the kind of lifetimes, I don't know, road trip around Italy in an open top car or something. Uh, you know, it can be the kind of smaller events, you know. So, for example, I know that one of the things I've got look, to look forward to the, later on in this week is that I'll be having a nice dinner on Thursday night with a with a friend, with an old friend of mine. So, is having that, is that the, cooking or are you going out for that? cooking are you cooking i'm not saying that's giving it oh away. come on that's half a story man <laughs> that's all you're getting i'm not oh, cooking oh man <laughs> but it's about having those future yes those, it is. those yeah. positive future things moving on swiftly <laughs> um okay so that's something that can also be really really helpful so i think what we need to think about next bram is our next show so yes we've got the date for that and we know what we're going to be talking about Yes, well, well, what we're going to call it then? Okay. We have like, the date first okay. of all. The date is the sixth Monday, the sixteenth of of December. So as always, it's the third D, it's third Monday of it every is. month. So that next month is going to be the sixteenth, and as we're going to be on the run up towards Christmas, we thought we would have a general uh, conversation and invite people to please, as always, join in through Facebook, giving us a call, messaging, and we're going to be talking about kind of christmas well-being because we were we we thought quite a bit about this yeah and um hey for me and you we did mate yeah we did and one of the things we kind of thought was although this is a kind of a love it can be a lovely time it can be a very kind of time to bring families and friends together which is really really important gives us that connectivity it can for some people it can be a time of kind of uh difficulty it can be quite a stressful time so we're just going to be talking about some general subjects and topics around kind of well-being over the festive season and i think bram is going to focus on kind of like harm reduction it can be a 
maybe you can explain a bit more about yeah that. i just thought one of the things if we're doing christmas well-being one of the things that we all tend to do over christmas are certainly in the past and certainly because it's there i think we all overindulge slightly when it comes to substances and alcohol especially alcohol i'm not going to shy away from the fact that there is a population out there that do substances as well um and I just thought that as part of Christmas well-being, and as I've changed jobs, so it's now a bit of a field of expertise of mine as well, another string to my bow, as we say, I would just bring in some harm reduction. There were some pretty interesting and small changes we can make that can really affect the next day. Okay. Not feeling quite as bad and rough as we might do. And they are minimal, really, and it's almost kind of head slapping. Why didn't mm. I think of that kind of yes. changes? So I thought along with the mental health, as, of, as obviously... There is going to be overindulgence. And if we are coming down from a substance or we do have a bit of a hangover, then that does affect our mental health. Absolutely. There's a big link, isn't there? There's a big connection between big the link. two things. So I just thought I'd do some basic harm reduction stuff as well. Excellent. So that's on the 16th of December, Monday the 16th of December, usual time here on Pure West Radio, uh, Healthy Mind Show, uh, 9 till 11 with myself, Hector and Bram. We'll be talking right. about... Christmas well-being and harm reduction and just kind of looking after ourselves through this festive because uh, it can be hell yeah for some people it's, yeah, it, it yeah, can be hell for sure yeah and people get really quite we both know because it's come up mm. I should imagine in your job as much as mine yes. um, that people get quite intimidated and scared by it mm -hmm. absolutely because they just want it to be gone yeah and people feel I think very pressurised there's a lot of kind of pressure on to kind of perform and be a certain way yeah buy presents for the kids man you know yeah. the latest thing is 500 pound they've got to get 500 pound three times yeah. it, it's yeah it's ridiculous and that interesting that reminds me and uh i'd met um tracy once before at the patch uh offices when they were in milford haven this was a couple of years ago and i was there because it was I think it was actually uh, the 23rd of it December. Was. I remember it. Yeah, it was the 23rd of December. And uh, yeah. I had been working with somebody who... I remember coming in. Yeah, I'd been yeah. working with somebody who had actually uh, no food, uh, no food for themselves, no heating in the place they lived in, and no food for their pet, which was the kind of the only company they had. And Tracy supplied all of those things, food, um dog food coal logs everything, everything. somebody would need for yeah. the, to get over that festive season i'll never forget it and it was kind of uh, uh you know it's quite incredible that kindness but i think some of those um those kind of needs are really really highlighted for people around around they christmas are. team i think that's why we decided to kind of decide that on the topic of of that show and mm -hmm. end of the year we've got a couple of minutes left so how about what went well okay for those people who have been listening to us uh over the last few months one of the things we've tried to do every time is think about what what we call what went well three things that have gone well or three good positive things uh in our day and we've always suggested that people try and do this every day at the end of the day either to themselves or write it down or talk to your friends or families or the people around you three things that went well today uh so i'll go first yeah because i well? can't talk and type so if you okay. could go first okay so what went well i think that this show has gone really well i've really enjoyed doing it um what else has gone well I tell you what, the drive to work this morning, I say this most times actually, 
was absolutely beautiful. The sun, I um, I drive past Newgale on the way way through to Southford West. Oh, that's a gorgeous one, eh? Ah, the, so the, just seeing that and then dropping down on t- into Newgale and seeing the waves crashing, two things there, the, the sky and the waves, were just a lovely way to start the day. So, yeah. Yeah, well, my three today would be the show has gone exceptionally well. I was on a training course earlier on, and it was exceptionally informative, and I learned a load, and I feel a bit more confident in my job surrounding that. So that went well. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, yes, um, third thing that's gone well today, I just feel generally the day's gone well. Is that allowed? Just overall sense of well-being? I think it is. It's Because what it is, it's just focusing on those good things. Yeah, and I just think it's actually been a good day. Mm-hmm. So, yep, three positive things happening in my life. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, mate. It has been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bram. Thank, thank you, you Tracy. Uh, Tracy. Big yeah, shout out absolutely. to Tracy. You're enough respect, yeah. as they would say. Thank you for all the people that have been listening and people who have been watching on Facebook. Uh, so next time, 16th of December, Christmas well-being. Anybody got any any tips for maintaining their sanity over the christmas period and looking after themselves please get in touch message in and we can uh, share those on air on the 16th of december so for this evening thank you very much to everybody who's been listening it's been quite uh, a sensitive subject we've tried to do it as sensitively and uh, compassionately as we possibly could but at the same time trying not to shy away and trying to be open and Gotta be. remove the stigma from from talking about mental health yeah so thank you very much and again i'm just gonna highlight that and say thank you very much to everyone to listening um thank you to the guest tracy thank you for hector for your time thank you for everyone that watched and uh, i will see you all on drive time on wednesday gotta get that plug in get in there have a good night everyone thank you very much good thank night. you and good night bye-bye
and local news follow pure west radio on facebook pure west radio 